The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Look, everyone! It's snowing outside! Hey, yeah. Where'd that hot homeless chick who may or may not have been Mandy Moore go? I don't Maybe know. Maybe she had a So she wasn't Mandy Moore. She was an angel. An angel all along. Well, jolly snowflake day, angel. Jolly snowflake day, everyone! Jolly snowflake day! Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian. Hey-ho. And John. I'm John. It may not feel like it, but we are only two weeks away from Christmas now, and I'm back for one final look at animated shows this week. But before we get to that, though, I always like to check in with my co-hosts, see how they're doing. It's Friday. How are you guys feeling? I am quite excited to take back the hosting duties next week. John, how do you feel about this? <laughs> it's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Go Sox. <laughs> oh, it's JFK and Crocodile Dundee. That's <laughs> <laughs> close enough. It's hard to do these because I always have to like, like when we were doing the Piters. I have to have, like, a set word, and I don't have one for JFK besides, like, go socks, and then I just do a generic Boston one, so it's just Crocodile Dundee. That's fine. Really? You just have to start low and then get higher? It's benign Christmasner. <laughs> it's tricky, because with JFK, it's it's not a word. It sounds. You gotta go, er, um, uh, it's a Merry Christmas Yuletide TV podcast. It is the Merry Christmas Yuletide TV podcast. Yeah, you, you're definitely like jumping over a ball when you come to a vowel. <laughs> there are no vowels. It's tough to do JFK accents because it's hard. You it's hard to have his experience. You know, you can't. None of us have had dead people vote for us and then been murdered by the CIA. That's true, too. <laughs> when I was a resident director, I would walk around the hall and be RDJFK, and that was a lot of fun. I enjoy JFKs. <laughs> what are you kids doing in this room? Are you drinking underage? I drank with Marilyn once. It was a wicked good time. And they were all children and not dorks like us, so they didn't get it. They were right. just confused. I got a lot of weird looks during that bit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had some dead students vote you resident director of the year. I did become re I was advisor of the year one year. Good good for you. What right. about the other years, Brian? Uh, what happened? Well, it ended quite tragically, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Did your daddy get you that honor, Brian? <laughs> the current foundation, <laughs> really? <laughs> I bought the Advisor of the Year award with the current foundation. You're at least tangentially Irish, right? The Irish mob got it for you, oh, just like god. JFK. Oh my god. hundred <laughs> percent. Later, I found out that I could have used that money to buy a house. Yeah. Well, so, that's a, that's that's what happens in your twenties, man. You live and you learn, man. You know, I, I when I was making money, I bought an Audi. Now I have an Audi and no house. So here we are. <laughs> How many rooms does your Audi have? More than you'd think. One. One. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. What's uh, one bed in the world is your bath? <laughs> I watch, I, I, just to go completely tangential based off that, I watched like this like tiktok where they and they like presented it as like good it was like a tiktok suggested to me on like a social media platform where it's like wow look at this girl living a minimalistic life in her car and how happy she must be and it's like she's probably not <laughs> <laughs> it's also like so sad that like millennials are like oh she's really got it figured out living in her car showering <laughs> at 24-hour gyms oh <laughs> like, man i uh i watched a youtube video uh, where it was a tour of a tiny home. And it was this couple living together in Australia, possibly New Zealand, in Australia. a tiny home. Australia. And basically the story of how the two met was like, yeah, we went on a date, and uh, she really liked tiny homes, and I liked her, and, uh, well, we had the money, and we built a tiny home. I'm like, oh, you dumb son of a bitch. 
You built her a tiny home on your third date? What are you thinking? That's love, man. My friends live in it. I have some friends who live in a tiny home, so I'm not going to knock it because they're like. Oh, it sounds awesome. They have a pretty sick life. Yeah. <laughs> that really? was uh, Shoshana and I. That was one of our pandemic watches was a show on Netflix called Tiny House Nation, where these two guys would go help people with their tiny house projects that had stalled out. And they were always ridiculous. There was like this one guy who was like, yeah, we're moving out of this house. We've been renting from a friend for free for the last five years. And I'd like to take my dead dad's 3,000 record collection and put it into our tiny house. And the guys are like, yeah, no. that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I, I, my, my thought on tiny houses are like, you have to recognize limits, you know? Hmm. Like, Brian's pretty handy. Brian is probably still not handy enough to build a tiny house. Hey, now. Oh, build a tiny house? No. No, if we're talking like renovating a van or bus, sure. Yeah, like, I mean, like, respect your limits, for sure. (laughs) Like, know what you're going to do. Because, like, my friends, like, have a sick tiny house, but also, like, her dad professionally builds houses. (laughs) 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 So, like, she had a baseline. And I think, like, what a lot of people do is, like, they see someone on TikTok and, like, hell yeah, or, like, tiny tiny house renovations, like, I can do that. I'm going to build this tiny house with five two-by-fours and a couple sheets of aluminum. And a dream, baby. <laughs> then you end up with a whole-ass spife of a house, and it's like... <laughs> or they see it where it's like, this this costs $3,000, and they're not a full-grown adult yet, and their brain isn't all the way developed, so they're like, oh, I have $3,000, and then they're like, no, but it didn't. It didn't cost $3,000. That's called lying. <laughs> That's what the internet does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody in tiny houses. Yeah. Specifically yeah. You. Merry Christmas to you. That's yeah. a shout out that we need. Yeah. And I think, John, your point of the, you know, respect your limits is a good theme that we can take away from the episode we watched for today's episode. So I think we should start talking about it. Yeah. Launch it, baby. Full set. So to close out our week themed around animated shows, I selected Snowflake Day, a very special holiday episode. From the one season wonder, Clone High. This is the 11th episode of the series, and it originally aired on April 13th, 2003. And you can find it streaming on the MTV app or YouTube if you'd like to watch it for yourself. But if you haven't had a chance, here's a little of what happened. Snowflake Day is here, and Joan is not in the spirit, while Abe needs to scrounge up some money to buy Cleo a nice, expensive present. Abe and Gandhi get jobs at TGI Chili's, but quickly abandon it after accidentally creating a combined knife and fork utensil and starting off on a get-rich-quick... God damn it, I knew I wasn't going to put this in the summary. Scheme. Power through. Scheme. Sheem. It's a sheem. It's a sheem. That. (laughs) It's, It's a scheme, though. Now you'll never know, bitch. I don't know anymore. My brain is broken on this topic. <laughs> Go listen to our full our, our home improvement episode if you want to get that joke. Joan gets further upset at the holiday and crosses paths with a hot homeless teen, the show's words, not mine, who may or may not be Mandy Moore, who shows Joan the real meaning of the holiday. After their efforts to sell the Nort go bust, Gandhi tells Abe to give Cleo a gift from the heart. At Cleo's Snowflake Day party, Cleo is upset at Abe's love coupon book, but he is equally upset after finding out she dug through the trash to re-gift him the Nork. Joan arrives with her homeless friend and reminds everyone of the true spirit of the season. As Snowflake Jake approaches, everyone heads to the basement, while not Mandy Moore and her homeless friend rob the house. Good on them, and good on them. Good on them, yes. Yeah. That's what the spirit of Snowflake Day is about. I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned about Snowflake Day, but before we begin talking about this episode, we have another Christmas podcast to feature, and this one is kind of special, because today we're hearing from Sean at the Christmas Podcasts podcast. Sean does weekly recaps of all the Christmas podcast episodes that get published and interviews the hosts of different Christmas podcasts. Here to tell you a little bit more about what to expect when you tune into his show is Sean. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean, and I host the Christmas Podcasts podcast. We work in conjunction with ChristmasPodcasts.com, and our goal is to bring the world of Christmas podcasts to the masses. 
we work with Christmas creators to let you know who they are, what their podcast is about, and to bring their podcasts to your attention. If you are looking for your Christmas podcast fix, you've come to the right place. We are Christmas creators ourselves. We have been making merry online since 1991 over at MyMerryChristmas.com. We don't do this to toot our own horn, though. ChristmasPodcasts.com, like most of what we do, is completely fan-driven. It was born of an idea that the world of Christmas Online needed a resource like this. Instead of building it into our own website, we just provide the technical support needed for the Christmas community to make it happen. Christmas Podcasts Podcast is all about you, the fans of Christmas and podcasts. Thanks, Sean. Sean is also a fellow Wisconsinite, so be sure to give him some love by checking out his show and his website, christmaspodcast.com, where you'll find us, him, and many of the other shows we have and have yet to feature on our podcast. I didn't know he's from Wisconsin. I'm sorry if I shit on his town at all. <laughs> Wait, what town is it? Uh, he's All I know is Western. Oh, no. <laughs> so, a lot to talk about in this episode. A lot of ways to approach it, but I think we need to start with the basics, because while this is technically a Christmas episode in my book, really, it's a Snowflake Day episode. So I thought we would start with a basic outline of what Snowflake Day is, which I wasn't really able to encapsulate in the summary of the episode. Oh, man. Snowflake Day is just it's the same day that community celebrates non-denominational Mr. Winter. Yeah, it's like a less funny Festivus. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know. I think for the rest of us. I was I was able to boil this down to five bullet points, and I think they're fairly funny. But <laughs> I think five is still too many for this. No, one. This holiday was formed after the United Nations banned all religious holidays and instead created this all-inclusive holiday. That one's for the nerds. Instead yeah. of Santa, there's Snowflake Jake, a frost zombie pirate with a candy cane hook hand. Was that from the UNs as well? Pretty into that. I, yeah, it, it tests well. I think so. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I feel like that's a focus group yeah. uh, outcome character there. Instead of presents, he brings people spices, which I w- am definitely going to ask you guys later on in the episode. So start mm-hmm, thinking mm-hmm. now, what kind of spice would you like for Snowflake Day? Oh, oh, I got it already. Oh, I don't even have to think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. I'm excited to hear. We'll, we'll save it, though. We'll save it. The traditional food for this holiday includes lamb tacos, which I get down on some lamb tacos. I mean. I don't understand why you have to kill animals to sustain yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because it's like a Bill Burr joke I'm not going to go into right now. <laughs> Doesn't seem very festive. <laughs> Oh, man, do your Bill Burr joke so we can get a million Facebook comments defending Bill Burr for that, even though no one's attacking him. Yeah, I don't think we need to go down to Bill Burr. <laughs> I don't Burr, think we need but... to either, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just... <laughs> we've, already, we've already said it once, so now we're going to get five people talking about how we're PC dildos or something. <laughs> oh, that, well, that... I mean, in all fairness, <laughs> we kind of are. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'll give you that. I'm okay with. Yeah, it's what we want. Which is very PC of me. And then last but not least, the Cabbage Patch is the traditional dance of Snowflake Day. So there, I think, gives everyone a good base layer for our conversation of understanding what Snowflake Day is and everything we want to get into to talk about. So Yeah, yeah, man. It's the, uh, it's the Fox News War on Christmas, that holiday joke. You heard it. You heard it every fourth Christmas episode. <laughs> I mean, so we could keep a tally. I mean, there are some certain similarities, for sure, I think, with with the community episode we watched earlier this season. But I think there's, again, I think it toes the line of kind of a, a both sidesness to, you know, we go too far in one direction, it becomes nothing. But if people are, like, overly zealous about protecting something, then it becomes silly in its own right as well. I I just think Christmas as it stands is as like a marketed holiday is pretty non-denominational. Like you can yeah. you can hang out with your Santa Claus. Like he's not even an allegorical character at no. this point. Like give yourself some gift. Like everyone has some warm wholesome feelings about the thought of like it is better to give than to receive. And this episode walks the line of, you know, trying to be a little bit absurd, but also trying not to be offensive. And it doesn't either up. It doesn't end up on either side of that line. 
which makes for just like a pretty okay episode of television. Nothing too special around Christmas. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty absurd, man. A man gets his cheek cut off like seventeen times. <laughs> oh I, no, the sh- <laughs> hey, you misheard. The show is plenty absurd. They made a coal-powered fork knife. Yeah. Right. With a. But with a I just sheath. don't think they made it absurd enough in a Christmas sense. For it to oh, be, okay. Yeah. I disagree with that. Cause, I mean, well, Snowflake Jake is a slapper. Snowflake Jake is great. I think the Cabbage Patch is a funny joke. I think the spices are a funny running joke in this. I think the other joke, which I like about this, is that we, we get the the premise or the, the foundation of what Snowflake Day is right at the beginning of the episode with Principal Scudworth writing his annual holiday brag letter. And he says, only one year ago... And everyone else, like, throughout the rest of the episode is like, Joan's like, why do I take this job every year? And Abe is like, oh, I remember this from when I was a kid. And JFK's annual Snowflake Day CD, like, there's all this stuff where it's like, oh, this has only been around for a year, but everyone has already accepted and replaced everything else and just has this almost like, um, what is it, the... Mandela effect of oh this has just always existed and been a part of our lives. I didn't. I guess I didn't think that hard about it because I right. just I I roll when someone does a PC Christmas joke at this point. I didn't not enjoy the episode. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. I had I had a fun time with Snowflake Jake and the spices. I had a fun time with JFK singing Jerky Balls, Jerky Balls. Well, I mean. I think I made this joke in the community episode, but now I have gone three for three, or in the Band of Brothers episode, but I have now gone three for three in alternate versions of Silent Night, because there's also Jackie Balls, Tasty Balls. <laughs> I needed great, more JFK. That's a great clone episode. high JFK. That's all I needed this episode, just more JFK. Yeah, he's he's the he's the star of the show for me for sure. Hundred percent. He's used yeah. very sparingly in this episode compared to others in the series, but it when he's used, it hits all the right spots with that JFK album and all of the long list of Snowflake Day parody songs that he is recording. <laughs> Listen, I I don't care about all the other clones. I think they're all relatively unlikable, uh, but I would I would vote for JFK. If he ran for whatever in this, it's a charismatic cartoon. Got a great voice and two gay dads. Twenty twenty four, cartoon JFK. Let's go. Twenty twenty four. The other thing I liked in this episode that kind of was a running joke that, and I've seen this episode a couple times, but the thing I picked up on in this episode that I think is a joke, and I think you know maybe we can talk about this and whether you guys think it's a joke or not, but you know we have this little interstitial where. You have Snowflake Jake in a claymation special with Santa Claus, Dreidelstein, and King Kwanzaa. I fucking stan Dreidelstein. <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> that was my immediate reaction to this episode was I I will die for Dreidelstein. I loved him. He had one line but just looked truly hilarious. Well, it's such an interesting route to go if that's how you want to personify Hanukkah, that that's how you would do it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what Hanukkah has always meant. The <laughs> the parts of my family that, that celebrate Hanukkah, that's that's how they do it, to my understanding. With Dreidelstein? With Dreidelstein. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of zombies involved. I don't know. My parents wouldn't let me get close to them. But. <laughs> as, as someone who has joined in a Hanukkah celebration and will be again this year, I can tell you that it is not a terribly accurate representation of that holiday. <laughs> oh, wildly, wildly disappointing. The reason I bring it up is because they include Kwanzaa in that, and they include it one or two other times when they're talking about how Snowflake Day is much more inclusive than other holidays that came before it and like kwanzaa isn't a religious holiday as far as my understanding of it and i absolutely is not no (laughs) kind of the joke of of that too where it's like people the casual viewer has such a poor understanding of what that holiday is anyway that they would just like roll with it i don't know that's a really really smart joke if they're doing it that way you're expecting a ton of the audience if you're making that joke 
I think this is just more of the thing that happened to Hanukkah. Whereas, like, if Hanukkah was something that people tried to establish in, like, 2010, people would have been like, hell yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. Like, we should for sure have a little Kwanzaa in our Christmas. But it happened too early, and people were a little too racist. <laughs> yeah, so my rural Iowa elementary school made me think that Kwanzaa was a religious holiday as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, and then I got old that's... enough, and I figured it out, and then I just, like, didn't ask questions about it, and I didn't... I hope it never would come up again in my life, just so I <laughs> never have to relive that embarrassment. Either how I perceived it or how it was taught to me. I still don't remember where things went wrong, but uh, not cool either way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably a good a time as any, as we should do our regular reminder that we are three dumb white guys and uh <laughs> we don't know enough about what we're talking about sometimes and this is definitely one of those areas yeah but i just i mean i had to look it up for this i'll, I'll admit i didn't know enough about kwanzaa to like know off the bat and, and but it did get me thinking and sure enough i was like oh that's probably part of the joke of this as well <laughs> that like we're just like lumping all these things together when we probably shouldn't be <laughs> again this being the second episode we kind of covered that deals with this kind of i don't want to really say erasure because that sounds harsher than i want it to but this idea of like oh we like wouldn't it be better if we had had a holiday for everyone and it's like, mm-hmm. is is it or is it not? You know, is it better for people to celebrate <laughs> the unique things about their cultures and heritage? Or is it better to just lump everyone into something bland and generic? Right. It's awesome to be individuals. If you aren't individual, lumping everyone into one holiday, into like one super secular holiday is cool and fun and inclusive, I'm sure. But it also is like the same thing as being the I don't see color guy. <laughs> everyone's unique <laughs> just like fucking rock out each other's holidays if you have friends who do a different holiday and they invite you over go participate play the game yeah yeah exactly be, be disappointed that dreidelstein isn't real with me <laughs> yes be... uh, don't ask anyone about dreidelstein <laughs> they will not know what you are talking about <laughs> they'll just look at you like, they'll be like wait are one of them will be like wait are you referencing a 2003 mtv show Yes. Yes. Just oh kidding. my God. Wow. We're on the same page. I think there's a lot to like about this episode. I think you know, just to steer us off, we've we've talked about the yeah. Please steer us off that that thing. Fucking that conversation train. <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, we, and we've we've hit it a few too many times on this podcast. But I think it's good to reiterate where we stand on it. But yeah, I mean, I would. What was your guys's familiarity with this show? I mean, this is definitely one of our more obscure picks for. Our, our second season here at, at least i think but what were your thoughts kind of going into this episode and what would you get out of it uh i knew the spife joke for some reason so i must have seen this <laughs> because like i made i made that reference before or like somewhat or else that was like a joke that happened a lot in the early 2000s because i remember being like a, a wee little boy trying to and thinking that was hilarious <laughs> and that's all i remember about the show and i knew it had abraham lincoln in it but voiced by Will Forte. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Forte. I think that's the best thing about this show. More Will Forte is okay in my book, if you ask me. I was pretty stoked about Nicole Sullivan being in it. That was good, too. I think the voice, yeah. I mean, the voice cast for this is is very on point. I think you could get do a deeper discussion about uh, how it's a predominantly white cast who then goes on to voice, you know, people of color that's that's another can of worms we don't really need to get into um, we really didn't figure that to, we didn't figure out to stop doing that until like 2020 so it's pretty hard to yeah you know mm-hmm. criticize that at this point yeah i mean i think it's it's still a fair thing to criticize oh, yeah. but it's yeah i don't think we need to go too deep into yeah. it other than to mention that it is a thing in this show if you're sensitive to that sort of thing but you have nicole sullivan you have will forte as Joan of Arc and Abe Lincoln, respectively. Um, you have Krista Miller, who's Bill Lawrence's wife. She's on Scrubs. She was on the Drew Carey show as Cleo, uh, doing a great job being playing the mean girl type character. Donald Faison doing some kind of background guest work as uh, Toots and the guy who is in JFK's 
album commercial. I don't know if you picked that one up, but I'm pretty no. sure. <laughs> I did not. I did really enjoy Toots, though. I thought Toots was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I remember growing up and, like, knowing of Clone High, and my uh, speech teacher in high school used clips from this episode and the one with Marilyn Manson uh, to talk Oh, relate to us and i don't know teach us about public speaking i don't exactly remember the whole <laughs> gist of it but i just i don't know i was excited to go into this episode because i remember you know kind of all the best things you got you got the millers you've got bill lawrence you've got will forte you get this like great cast and i was expecting a truly stellar animated show to come back to after so many years and for some reason it just didn't land as many jokes with me as i expected it to there is but two jokes is why the secular secular Christmas, which occasionally does hit, and then Abe Lincoln cuts off part of his face. face. <laughs> those are those are the two brands of jokes it offers, and then a reference to Mandy Moore. <laughs> a couple, but yeah, this is all we got. I I mean the mouth, <laughs> Abe's mouth getting fucked up is I think a very funny physical comedy. <laughs> And, I, and visually, it was, I was gross, man. I didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, it was kind I, of unsettling. Me and Brian talked about how we were not while we were waiting for you. We were like, "This is this was like too gory to be funny." Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think if they didn't have two previous cases of his mouth getting fucked up, I would have enjoyed the spoof when they were introducing the uh, knife fork to the crowd. <laughs> I think I would have enjoyed that more. <laughs> I liked, I guess I did kind of like the razor blades and the the little weenies. Because that's, that's like, that's my favorite brand of like Halloween reference. Razor is that blades like, and... don't eat candy. It's got, it's full of knives. <laughs> All candy is drug knives. I, so, okay. I, I like the razor blade one at the end for a different reason. And that's because I think to the one you're talking about, Brian, where he really, where they're trying to sell the Nork to this crowd at the mall, and he really just eviscerates himself. And yeah, you, you don't like, even you don't even see it on screen. You just see blood squirting. Buckets of blood waving over Gandhi's character. And I think I think you I think I hit an artery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 hit that landed. Well, and I think you think okay, that's the worst of it. This is as far as that joke can go and then they dial it back and they hit you one more time before the episode (laughs) ends with oh man i don't know i just find this episode very poor mandel with a terrible snowflake day and then gets cheeked again (laughs) right abe lincoln's gonna become the joker in this reality (laughs) he just might (laughs) what spice would you guys ask for from snowflake jake if he was gonna bring his cannon ball or his his pirate ship with cannons and shoot spices at your house which is i guess how it works i don't i didn't totally get get how the the spices are i guess delivered by cannonball and you put a target out front well obviously something like that yeah Yeah. do you want to do it at the same time like we're abe and gandhi who's abe and who's gandhi actually can we do abe and jfk as to not make the same mistakes that the casting of this show made <laughs> yeah they, the Gandhi character was a little ineffectual <laughs> sure dude but i as we've established i'm struggling with the boston today all right i'll so, be jfk i got no problem okay with that. all right so three two one two common <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed this brian <laughs> also i hate i hate that in a boston accent (laughs) i hate that you fell into my trap make that go away i've been sitting on that for some time it's also in no way shape or form how they would possibly say that (laughs) oh no i recently watched goodwill hunting so i've heard so many south boston accents recently and i just none of them are good i'm sure but Mm. i'm pretty sure they don't just randomly make every cu word sound like Come. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it's C-U-M. <laughs> I-N. For that, coming. That all... <laughs> it's just... 
I do like that uh, when Joan gets upset with her being Snowflake Jake's, let's say, wench, holiday wench, I guess, that, and she makes her, like, big angry speech in the mall that, like, the crowd starts laughing at her, and then you get a high-pitched Will Forte saying, tell you what spy she's gotten, sassafras. I love, that was my, that's my joke of the episode, I'm glad you brought it up. That was the best joke of the episode, comfortably. It's a it's a really good one. It's, it's elite. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a ten out of ten. They said I hope they set up literally this entire episode for that joke. <laughs> I'm sure they did in some ways, where like they're just shooting shit in the writers' room and being like, "So I got this idea where like we wouldn't do traditional Christmas in this universe we created, uh, but all I got is some guy who gives out spices." <laughs> <laughs> I just want I wanted to just start at Sassafras though. And then working backwards, you end up with alternative Christmas. Christmas. That would be pretty yeah. good, actually. <laughs> I could see that happening, too, with uh, the people involved. Also, I would definitely eat at TGI Chili's. I don't know about oh, you guys. That, that's, that is, that is a white guy's question. dream. <laughs> oh my, my god. god. Man. Their, spe- their appetizer specialty has to be chili fries. <laughs> and I would go to fucking town on some chili fries. This is a bit of a biased question because I already know the answers, but, you know, it could be still fun podcasting stuff. But are you guys TGI Fridays or are you Chili's people? We are Chili's boys. Chris. We we see Chili's, Chris. we do Chili's. Chris. Brian. Does TGI Fridays make guacamole at your table? They sure as shit do not, Brian. That's right. This is exactly. a Chili's podcast. This is a Chili's exactly. podcast. Chili's boys. <laughs> We're the Chili boys. This podcast started a little weird and negative, but now we're talking about chilies, and now we're happy again. Yes. No. Oh, hell man. yeah. Although, if, to bring it back to Sadville, man, I've not been oh. to Chili's in a long time. Oh, no. just wanted, no, I just want this pandemic to be over so I can time. hit up that hey, Chili's. Wanna right. want to go to Chili's? I'll drive down to Madison, want to go to Chili's when this is over? Yeah. I, I honest to God, will fly out to Wisconsin to be with be at a Chili's with you boys. <laughs> the, the Chili's is close to the airport, so we can yeah, just perfect. scoop, we'll scoop we'll you up. Pick you, we'll pick you up, put you, put you right back up. Yeah, <laughs> turn you around. You know where my favorite layover is? Where? Minneapolis airport. It's, it's an elite one. Yeah, but is you know what they got? Yeah. They got a too. Chili's 2. Ooh. Gotta love the chilies too. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas has a great chilies too. I think even Milwaukee, Mitchell. I think Mitchell has a chilies Ooh. too. I Ooh. I don't interact with that airport. I just go Green Bay to O'Hare and then hate for like the twenty hour layover that inevitably happens. Ugh. Jesus, O'Hare. O'Hare's the worst place on the world. O'Hare is uh, god awful. And uh, is it? Oh. Is Minneapolis or Detroit the one with the like light up urinals? It's gotta be Detroit. It's gotta be Minneapolis. Oh, O'Hare has those weird toilet seats that have the automatic rotating uh, plastic sheath around the rim of the toilet. That always weirds me out. Even though yeah, it's probably I, very. I don't sanitary. enjoy that. What I what I like about O'Hare to a point on a primal level is that it has so few wall plugins. <laughs> That it encourages Lord of the Flies like behavior. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Especially if if you are flying from O'Hare to Green Bay, as I frequently do, it's like, oh, all right, there's one, there's one on this whole wing. Who's getting it? I'm willing oh. to put down some old people to be the one who wins. No, you know what, John? I understand how you would jump to Lord of the Flies quickly, but you know what you do next time you're flying through O'Hare? Hmm. You bring yourself a power strip and you charge people to jump on it with you. Ooh. That's capitalism, and I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought of a so great idea. So I know idea. who you voted for in November. <laughs> That's right. I voted for Fidel Castro. Joe Jorgensen. Oh my god, is he on the ticket? <laughs> voted for a cartoon JFK. The cartoon JFK, cartoon Abraham Lincoln ticket. I just thought of a great idea. If our listeners out there, if you're traveling this holiday season, one, be safe. Two, if you're at a major airport, Take a picture of yourself eating at Chili's too, and send it to us. <laughs> Let us live vicariously through you. I'm really upset that the flight I have coming up is direct, <laughs> because I would absolutely, I would absolutely do that for the memes. You make it happen. That'd be 
the May Mays. That'd be beautiful. I think we are close to wrapping up, but I think we, we, we have kind of missed one of the, the major plots of this episode that I think we should spend just a little bit of time talking about, at least, before getting to our final judgments, which is Joan's kind of stereotypical holiday journey that she went on, where she finds inspiration from a homeless person who teaches her, you know, to be thankful for what she has and all that jazz, which is uh, not a bad lesson, but a little rote, I think, uh, even for a show that is trying to lampoon it in some degree. I don't think they really went quite far enough on that. I like that it ended in robbery. Yes, it, it does, that's important. It, it does have a good twist at the end where it's like, oh, privileged, you know, white emo girl <laughs> is using uh, this homeless person to help her, f- you know, get hit over the head that, oh, yeah, you're blessed. And then, OK, if you're going to use me, I will use you for my purposes as well. Yeah. Got him. I mean, that's like the, the, right, the right way to write it. I think you can have a lot of play with cartoon derelicts in that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> like, a fun way to do it. She learned nothing. Just I, Her lesson was, poor. wait, poor people can be happy? <laughs> That's the best way to make fun of people with shitty views of Christmas. Yeah, I, I do like that. That was a very good joke, I thought, too. <laughs> where she stumbles upon the, the homeless people in her the ruins of her home i think there's also maybe again just talking about how maybe this episode is smarter than we think like i think there's probably something to be said too that maybe they were trying to make a joke that mandy moore brings her back to her own home and she doesn't recognize it because she's already like set up in a comfortable new living situation that she doesn't even remember that oh yeah this is where you used to live (laughs) i would be fascinated if this was actually that like if the show was actually that smart or if we're doing the I mean, what show gets that so much? Like the Rick and Morty thing, where it's like you're just digging way too deep. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's Phil Lord and Hold on. Chris, you be and careful. Chris Miller. You be I careful mean, these... with how you talk about Rick and Morty, okay? Fuck it. We got <laughs> the Bill Burr people boys. coming for us. We got the Bill Burr fanboys coming. We got the Morty fanboys coming. Let's, let's go. Let's I'm just ready talk to put Joe Rogan, on it. too, as long as we're at it. <laughs> yeah, Fuck great. That let's go. eating son of a bitch. I <laughs> Dude, I can I can go off on Joe Rogan. I think he's a legitimately oh, what legitimately not great person. Yeah, I uh, let me put on my surprise hat. No, <laughs> but hey, man, whatever. At least our podcast doesn't have fucking Nazis on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did they have a Nazi on <laughs> all recently? All right, great. Did I did I get all the did I get all like the violent fan bases? Let's let's go. Let's have this party. Me and the Mandy Moore stands will will fight you off. <laughs> I do I do stand Mandy Moore, man. I st- I stand Mandy, Mandy Moore as well. Mandy yes. Moore was like my first celebrity crush. Understandably, dude, same. Because <laughs> I was a little oppositional kid, and everyone was like all about the Britney Spears life, and I was like, no, no, no. Nah, dude. Girl next my, door, Mandy my, Moore. My sweet girl, Mandy Moore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a review of Teen Pop Idols from when we were six. Yeah. That's right. going to be a new podcast coming this spring. It's Summer Love. <laughs> Dude, I thought Mandy Moore was actually like a great performer in this. I thought she was very funny. You know, I've always wondered kind of why, like, why Mandy Moore was in it. Because, like, 2003 even is maybe a little past her peak popularity or maybe i think that's i think that's the point but is that we were all done with mandy Moore? well i but coming down from it oh i think the other part of it though that we all forget is she dated zach braff and therefore that is how she has the connection to bill lawrence she guest starred on those couple episodes of scrubs or maybe it was just one it was two yeah two but yeah so that's that's why i think she was in it because i think that was all around the same time well, this was like Mandy Moore's little run at being an actress. And she, I mean, she's still acting. She's still she's still actressing. She's on she's on one of the top rated shows yeah, she, on network she, she, TV right, right she's now. She's on This Is Us. Everybody yeah. fucking loves it, and I don't know why. I don't I don't watch that thing. Ooh, maybe that'll be a. Season I have an three. ex who watched it on my Hulu, and now Hulu keeps thinking I want to watch it. And I and it's been like two years, and I don't catch up with that crazy family whose dad died by a crockpot. I think I think that's something right. like that. Ooh. Yeah, like a crockpot explosion. Kind it's of. got Sterling Ooh. K. Brown in it, and he's a great actor. He is very good. Yeah. The issue I've taken up with him is that recently there was a West Wing reunion on HBO. Say reunion again. 
where they wanted people to go out and vote. And they were redoing an old episode of theirs. And to replace Leo McGarry, they got Sterling K. Brown. And just didn't sit the same. It was tough. There wasn't a lot of emotion in it. I thought that West Wing existing episode was very funny because it ran on HBO Max. And I just was like, who are you marketing for? (laughs) (laughs) Like... Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get the one person with HBO Max who isn't voting for Joe Biden to vote. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is this for? This is uh, this is the Joan of Arc seeing homeless people of like voting episodes, like or like of act of, the Joan of Arc seeing a homeless person version of activism, and that it's not it's not the holiday spirit or the voting spirit. Uh, I can't see a lot of Trump supporters watching the leftovers. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the alt-right loves being lamp being played as the villains in Watchmen. I'm sure that's like their favorite. Oh yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a show they would love to watch. It stars a black woman too. <laughs> Just getting everybody against us this time. Let's put some Yeah, I mean, I if 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 you offended, if I made fun of Joe Rogan, the all right was already mad at me. Yeah, oh, that's a good, good point. point. <laughs> You're gonna get kidnapped next. <laughs> Chris is gonna like, edit so much shit out of this one. We'll see. Yeah, we'll this see. one's not a good one. This one's gonna be a 12 minute episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get to the end then, and let's jump to our final judgments for this episode. And I think for this one, we might need to pull out our new secret season two special weapon which is the secular spectacular oh hey are we calling it a christmas classic a pair of socks a lump of coal or a secular spectacular didn't i have other didn't we have other ones for that i did on that one for like the medium ones there's a lot that's canon at this point but we don't have the staff to keep track of what it is I wish I remember. I wish I had a good brain. I feel like I had a good joke for medium ones there. <laughs> hey, John, you've got a great brain. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, figuratively, of course. Literally, you've had a lot of concussions. Yeah. <laughs> I I just have just just have one brain cell left, just fighting real hard. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> keep me in coach i can keep playing <laughs> yeah, i had like none this summer though that's good that's like a lot of progress okay that's good this episode though it's a i parasox i don't know what a good non-denominational version of that is pair of it's, socks pair of socks works for everything it, no chris it has to be a spice now a uh spice. it's oh yeah it, it's a that's cilantro a because some people are really, some people are really gonna like it, and to others it's gonna taste like soap. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just like cilantro. So, Fair that's, enough. That's well said. Let me get that bit in. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I you you got there certainly. I'm am sorry I got salty with you, baby. You know I. Well, love next you. thing you're gonna say is that a tomato's a vegetable, and that's just incorrect. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we? What? Let's let's save Brian from himself on this one. What These you... cats cannot be herded. <laughs> <laughs> you will not divide us. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> what do you? What next next week gonna come in. It's just gonna this? have. Next week it's just gonna come in with a different Brian and different John. Right. We're gonna hire paid actors. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing you guys don't get with all these podcasts I've been featuring. Next season, only guest hosts. Oh, <laughs> what? It's all right. I'm taking my IP Secular Spectacular with me, and me and Brian are establishing the Secular Spectacular podcast. Yeah, with gambling and hookers. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, I get, can I guest on that podcast? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, okay Brian. I'm going to say this is a secular spectacular just because I can see myself watching this every year and enjoying it. 
No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. I'd also call it a secular spectacular. I I think it's funny. I think it's enjoyable. It it moves pretty quick, and uh, you know, again, the message, as I said, is a little bit one like it's not anything surprising or that you haven't seen in countless other holiday media. But you know, it'll still leave you feeling pretty good at the end of it. It's the journey. It is. It's all it, about the journey. It's the journey, the and it's just about seeing one man's mouth get destroyed over and it's over and over again. Just <laughs> Snowflake day. And you know what? That's ironic, because you don't want to be eating spicy food with cuts oh, in your mouth. Oh, that is man. a good point. Imagine a little chili powder getting in there. Huh? See, the show is the smartest show in the world, because even that joke's written in. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me, Rick and Morty stands. <laughs> Wait, what's what was our characters that really liked Rick and Morty? You guys just don't get this show, all right? You have to be really educated to yeah. understand. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know this because they don't have a master's in U.S. history or politics, but um, the character Abraham Lincoln is based on was an actual U.S. president. Yeah, that is true. This uh, this is you know it's it's just a smart smart show there's a lot of stuff just hidden in the Mm -hmm. background Mm -hmm. and the foreground and you just really need to pay close attention otherwise you you know you might just not get it right it's about the layers and that's i think what a lot of people miss here is yeah he's cutting a hole in his face but it's really uh, a hallmark of you can't eat the spicy food that other people are going to enjoy on snowflake day so it's really showing how depressed being in a relationship makes it. That's because Rick and Morty fans are incels. That was the, that bit to explain that joke. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. And you had to have a PhD in incelology to get that. Yeah. My, this podcast is actually the smartest podcast. Yeah, it's you know it's for intellectuals. It's definitely for yeah. intellectuals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for our animated shows week. And to break things up a little bit, next week we're going to be discussing our blind picks. These are the Christmas episodes that we have never seen before. Going in blind, going in cold. What's going to happen? We don't even know. No. It's going to be great. Guess what we're kicking things off with? I mean, you two know, but the listener might not know. If they didn't listen to our draft episode, which was amazing. (laughs) And if you did, call in and tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. Give us give us a suggestion for a theme week. We'll we'll take them. Yeah, we'll take it. Please, God, give us suggestions for theme weeks, right? Or else you're or else if you don't, you're getting thirteen weeks of drama next year. Yeah. <laughs> but next week we're watching some Ally McBeal episode. Tis the season from like the sixth season because there was eight seasons, I guess, of Ally McBeal. Yeah, dude, that's like the biggest show in America. It was, it was really it, big for a it while. Was, it was a phenomenon. Doggone it, we're gonna watch some of it. Oh, yeah, man. we were like too young. We were like real busy, probably playing with Transformers then or something. Yeah, all I know is that that show has stuff about bathrooms in it. Yes, I know there's a dancing baby. All you need. There we go. All you need. That, that is all. That's how cold we're going in. Okay, so that's what we're kicking it off with next week. In the meantime, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe. If you really liked our animated shows week, show us some love. You know, go find us. Apple Podcasts. Click those five stars or whatever you think we deserve. But, you know, John's mom only accepts five stars. Those are the only thing that count toward the pieces in the jigsaw puzzle uh, that will eventually form the box that he needs to rubik's cube open to find the key into his house for christmas day that's right john's mom is jigsaw from the saw movies and if john doesn't get inside the house he'll freeze to death (laughs) what lesson he'll learn i don't fucking know i'm i'm harvey (laughs) i've survived i've survived many a christmas in the snow john do you want to play a game no mom fuck we never want to play your games no, no more games. Jesus. It's, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very cold out. We don't enjoy it. You keep doing it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just trying to teach you a lesson. Just tell us the lesson. What's the lesson? <laughs> What's the lesson? Keep the recycling separated. Plastic metal doesn't go together. Okay, fine. Fucking thanks. Great. <laughs>
in in this case, John's mom is played by Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. He's he's a chameleon. Yeah, he is. He he sure is. I would love to see the seventy eight thousand YouTube videos about his transformation. Yeah, I heard for Ford versus Ferrari, he got ready for that uh, that role by drinking five gallons of gasoline. <laughs> I want people to do the ones about how he got really fat, but just like do it like a fitness video. All right, now bite and bite and bite. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Christian Bale diet from I forget what movie it is where he played that fat bald guy. Uh, but as a Dick Cheney, did he play Dick Cheney? Oh, Bush. No. Oh yeah. 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 No. 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 Dick Cheney. Yeah. No, Bush was the one with Josh Prolin yes. as George W. <laughs> but I want people to do it like we're going on the extreme uh, you know, Chris <laughs> Christian Bale I almost said Christopher Nolan diet, but uh the Christian Bale <laughs> diet from uh from Bush, so or from Vice. whatever Veep, Vipe, whatever, I don't Vice. What was Yeah, that? not Veep. What and you're, you're gonna eat seventy eight thousand donuts. It's hardcore. So really you're just rewatching episodes of Epic Mealtime. <laughs> actually yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> reminding me of the world was simpler it is called vice uh-huh huh. all right that's just been like a last 20 minutes <laughs> i guess we can let chris end it huh yeah i think it's yeah, time to wrap it up wrap it up chris why why don't you wrap this up it's gone i on think for long i think it's about chris can you're, you wrap this up what you're doing is irresponsible chris please wrap this up i would love nothing more so chris. uh in addition to our podcast also check out christmas podcasts podcast you know, we're featuring a very small sampling, but uh, Sean does an awesome job really taking a very big picture look at everything that's out there and letting you know uh, what episodes you might want to check out. So check out his podcast, christmaspodcast.com. Reach out to us, Gmail, TV at gmail.com. Social channels, Instagram, Twitter, at TV, all that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us there. Stay up to date on all the cool stuff we're doing. The season is quickly approaching its end. We are over the halfway mark now, uh, but we got more stuff to come, and that is where you will hear about it first. So check us out there. Whew. Okay. I think that's it. We did it. I think we can wrap it up. This has been the Yuletide TV Podcast, and I have been Chris. I have been Brian. I'm sorry, and also John. (laughs) We're glad you're still alive. Playbell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com. Hey, you guys, raise your hand if you spent $215 on a Big Lebowski costume for <laughs> Halloween. Well, I brought my Why? video back what? just Why? so you could see me not raise my hand. Because I am, I am authentic. But just how buy a bathrobe. I don't understand. No, I wanted to do the part where he, I wanted to do the one where he goes back to meet Lebowski because he has the cool T-shirt. Did you? Oh, well, I was going to say, did you buy Big Lebowski or did you get duped into buying a fat Thor costume? Because I've seen those going around. No.